Okay, welcome back to another Identical Draw podcast. Today we have a special one. We are at uh, our new hunter turkey camp. Have a bunch of mentors, have a bunch of new hunters, and uh, we had a great time. The weather um, definitely threw down some rain. There's a lot of muddy driving, but there are also a lot of turkeys. So um, it was freaking awesome. I just want to thank our partners at Vortex Optics. They're they're awesome. They are really into this new hunter thing as well. Um, hooked up these folks with some binos and some hats and some water bottles and all that stuff. So thanks Vortex and let's get into the podcast. Okay. So like I kind of stated, we've been, uh, chasing turkeys and, uh, it's in our Northeast Nebraska spot where Thompson and I have been hunting for a long time. And, I got a bunch of permission this off season. So we've had lots of room to roam and had an awesome time. We had several mentors and I got them on, on the mics with me this morning too. Um, and several new hunters. Um, and we filled quite a few tags. So I'll just go around. We got Sam, Shannon, and Matthew on with me right now. We're just going to kind of be handing off mics cause we've got a big group. So Sam, you could start kind of give people a background of who you are, what you do, and then Shannon, you next. Perfect. Uh, I'm Sam Solholt. I'm a photographer, videographer in the hunting industry, also co-owner of Public Land Tees, and uh, yeah, big public land advocate and fundraiser for conservation. If, you, uh, if you're anything on social media on the hunting side, you're probably going to see Sam driving a, a bus or a van or something, yep. doing crazy try stuff. To, try to build fun <laughs> hunting rigs and then go yep. do that activity yep. as much as possible. Yep. If you, yeah. He's a fun person to follow just because you're always doing different stuff for good things for hunting conservation the industry and just fun fun dude shannon yeah i'm shannon waters i own gastronomials in bozeman a packable meal company and i just had my first turkey hunting weekend it was we loved having you here and shannon actually um it was one of our new hunters from our first fall ever that brought one of your meals to us it's like you guys need yeah. to check this out sure enough we were like these are really really good um and since then we've just kind of been wor- wor- working together and stuff um and eating a ton of gastronome um yeah we love it matthew i'm matthew uh i work for shannon at gastronome and i grew up uh mm-hmm. just about an hour and a half east of here so it's mm-hmm. good to get back and hunt turkeys kind of the same way i yeah. live in bozeman now so mm-hmm. It's sweet to get back and get to hunt this area because I miss hunting. Yeah, yeah, out here definitely. So Shannon, your first turkey hunt. Matthew, you've turkey hunted. Sam, you've turkey hunted a ton. Mm-hmm. Um, have you, Sam, turkey hunted in like this area or is this a new area? Uh, I've hunted kind of close to here, yeah. but it was probably hour and a half, two hours west. Yeah. So okay, yeah, gotcha. Similar-ish. Yeah. So um, basically, we're in the northeast area of Nebraska. Lots of hill country, lots of timber, decent amount of ag. It's just like a, I don't know. It's like a, we're kind of along the Missouri River a little bit, just a few miles off of it. So it's definitely like hilly timber country but there are a lot of turkeys around here just mm-hmm. like driving around yeah. it was funny like everybody getting into camp was like i saw a couple toms on the drive-in saw saw a couple birds on the drive-in i was like i think everybody did that's a good sign <laughs> there's a healthy number of turkeys around here um but yeah we got in um thursday night threw down some some turkey nugs which were great for my kansas bird um, agreed agreed yeah they were they were tasty can't go wrong with turkey nugs um and then um man, we, this whole weekend, we've just been kind of looking at the weather and we weren't going to hunt Friday morning. We just kind of wanted to get people settled into camp, but we were like, it's too good. Got to go out and hunt Friday morning. So, 
um, that's what we did. Um, and Friday was a, a pretty good day. I think we could probably, Sam, you kind of want to kick off with maybe how the permission and then that hunt with Matt. Uh, Matt's not here. He drove back, but get into that hunt a little bit. Yeah, for sure. And Matthew was with me. So if I miss yeah. something, he can fill in. Yeah, for sure. yeah. Um, yeah, we kicked off that morning. Matt and I, Matt, uh, new hunter, Matt mm-hmm. and I had gone up and roosted a bird pretty close to camp. Mm-hmm. And so we started the morning, um, chasing that bird and ended up really in tight on that bird, a little too close that, that yeah. closer than I like to be on the yep. roost, especially when it's pretty open country. And uh, ended up having coyotes come under the roost tree and kind of blow that hunt. Had actually had a coyote attack the hen decoy, uh, which was pretty cool. Um, I think uh, Matt wanted to kill me at the end of that hunt because I was like, we're that close to the bird. And he was like staring at our decoys. And I was like, well, you can't move. And so like for the bird didn't fly down for like 45 minutes. And mm-hmm. so I think both of us were cramping. Mm-hmm. Um, but after the morning hunt, we uh, started driving around, took a big loop looking for birds, and it was nice, calm morning, lots of birds out strutting in the fields, and um, drove past one field that I had actually put a pin on uh, like two years ago when I was just mm. randomly driving through here. So mm-hmm. it's apparently a property that holds turkeys, and uh, found the landowner's uh, name on Onyx, was able to find the phone number, and called and uh, talked to the landowner and asked if we could, could hop in there, and she had said... Uh, uh, if you can cross the creek, fire at will. Yeah. So we, we figured out how to cross the creek and uh, went in there for the afternoon evening hunt and kind of snuck in there and got into this lower field. And uh, w- like we were felt like we were screwing it up the whole time because we kept running into turkeys and mm. uh, ended up bumping one bird and then had another bird working down and like got into a s- spot. And then he came over the hill in a different location than we thought he would and mm-hmm. busted all three of us. Matt was all worried that it was him that, you know, he had sunglasses on. He mm-hmm. was like, I think the bird saw the sunglasses. And Matthew and I were like, no, he saw, he saw all he three saw of us more. moving. <laughs> we were yeah. all like <laughs> fidgeting and yeah, n- against like tiny little saplings, yeah. much, like just way out in the open mm-hmm. from him to approach That's that tough. way. So we all busted that one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but we'd heard birds or saw birds working down this ridge kind of working down into the lower field that was probably, I don't know, 150, 200 yards from us. And so we kind of went back to where we had set up originally and uh, got some decoys out and set back up in these cedars and got the birds going. They started gobbling. We were just going to, we're just going to hang out there for a while. And I even said, like, when we sat down, I was like, this time, if we're, (laughs) if if anybody wants to move, we're going to sit another 15 minutes Mm -hmm. because we had just like constantly moved too early and Mm -hmm. something like that happened. That's, That's a tough that, that knowing that timing is like it's a complete guessing game but it's always like just i've always learned just like add a little more time than you think once you're getting antsy to get out of there like 10 more minutes yeah yeah, yeah. so we uh yeah we, we were sitting there and uh and then birds gobbled in that field kind of to the south of us and i uh called back and they answered immediately and then the next time they gobbled they were getting closer so we could tell that they were working in and uh they kind of held up they just kind of like slow played us there was like a little of opening that they could come through and then a little drainage um, that they were on the other side of and they kind of just like got to the edge of the field well then I heard we heard more gobbles like further out and I was like man and then I looked and the first two birds looked like they were kind of moving away and so I called again and then realized that it was two more gobblers that were coming in mm-hmm. to the calls and so when all four of those birds met up they started gobbling like all at once and working their way in and then they all started competing with each other and like basically ran into the decoys and uh matt didn't even have his gun like all the way up he didn't even see them till they were probably (laughs) like through that gap which was like maybe 90 100 yards somewhere in there because he had a tree right to his 
left, which is where they were coming from, kind of front left. And I'm watching him. I was sitting back like 10 yards, and I'm watching him just stare straight out and kind of to his right and kept hearing. I could tell he kept hearing the gobbles, but I don't think he could tell where they were coming from. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I don't know how to tell Sam to tell him that, like, they're (laughs) there. Like, you got to get that gun ready. So it was still kind of, like, down, Mm -hmm. whereas he kind of wanted already shouldered and whatnot. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, they kept coming, and you can... Yeah, he uh, well he he was gonna he was gonna move, and I thought I was like, "There's birds coming, don't move." And I think that's why he stopped and was just like yeah. <laughs> staring out. Uh, and then as they were coming through, uh, he goes, "Which one?" <laughs> and they were all four times. I was like, "Any of them?" And, just make uh, sure it's one. Yeah, and they closed the gap, and I was filming, and they closed the gap, and they all went behind this tree for me. And, uh, and then one bird just stepped out a little bit close to the decoys in full view of the camera. And I called again to get him to gobble and that bird stretched his neck out and I said, shoot one. And (laughs) (laughs) Matt picked up the gun and made a perfect Mm. shot and just, yeah, flopped him over right there. It was a, it was a pretty cool way to end the day. That, yeah, that is awesome. I'm that that footage is awesome just those four it's just like <laughs> when you get a group of like fired up toms it's like almost like egos like they're like i want to get to the decoys first mm-hmm. and they all just it just <laughs> catapults um no that's super fun he was he seemed pretty jacked about that super jacked yeah yeah, yeah he that was, was a, his first ever animal ever yeah yep. yeah and that then when, when he threw that over his shoulder and was like walking out like it was a proud <laughs> the walk out. Yeah. Had walking out it was <laughs> awesome yeah, yeah. that's freaking sweet yeah so what's funny about that property is i called them the day before asking if, hey, we've got some new hunters this weekend. She's like, um, I'll, I'll ask my mom and get back to you. Text me that night. Sorry, we have other hunters. I was like, oh, okay, whatever. Um, but then when you asked, I was like, oh, maybe it was the Friday thing. Maybe they maybe they do have hunters like Saturday and Sunday, but Friday was open. So I was like so jacked to hear <laughs> that you got permission there because we've, we've had good hunts on. She's given us permission like two other times before, mm-hmm. and it's like there are just a lot of birds back there. Yeah. It just seems to be the perfect combination of everything that turkeys like a little timber and a little wide open grass short grass fields and stuff yep yeah we saw at least seven toms and yeah maybe up to like a 10 depending it it was a lot of turkeys yeah yeah Yeah, that's awesome well um shannon we can kind of get into your weekend how you how you thought of everything you can well i guess we could go into uh friday midday you me and josh we went over to a property um to hunt and we got into a lot of birds. And what was your kind of, you can go into some hunt detail, just also just like major takeaways of that, that, uh, hunt. Um, I mean, major takeaways of that specific hunt, um, was patience. Like we, yeah. the birds that you guys called in came to a place that we were waiting for them to walk right through and they walked yep. right through. Um, and in my mind, I just didn't think that that was possible. Like I've never been on a turkey hunt and don't really know their behavior, Mm -hmm. but to see that interaction between human and bird and what they actually do when you call them in was pretty cool. Mm -hmm. But I was telling Sam this before, I think the overarching takeaway is hard to pin down because I had, um, experiences with each different mentor. I think I was with four or five different mentors Mm -hmm. through the weekend. And it was really, I think that as a new hunter for turkeys was really important for me to see all the different techniques and the, and the, um, approaches that each mentor has to hunting turkeys and draw from each of those experiences and kind of make a collective of what I would do in the future. Um, and 
yeah, it was it was really fascinating to see and the different tools that they use to communicate and the the times that they communicate. And mm-hmm. um, I just asked everybody a lot of questions and got yeah. a lot of really great um, thoughtful answers from everybody. So yeah, I love that aspect of turkey hunting because you can um, just learn so much. Like on a deer hunt, everybody just kind of splits up, goes their own individual way. But on a turkey hunt, you can go in a group and like when you're making decisions, like everybody in that group is like working on a decision. You want to get up 50 yards more or like, is that a good, like, is it close enough for a shot? And everybody's like putting an input and you just like make this like great decision. Like, and I don't know, there's just so many ideas bouncing off people's heads that I just love that um, about turkey hunting. Yeah. It was like a very collective effort for every bird. And like Mm -hmm. every time you got close to a bird, then it was like, everyone stops. We talk about the best method of madness and then we execute on that plan and whether or not it worked wasn't really the point. Mm -hmm. Um, it was panning that out and seeing what happened with your interaction yep. with a bird from there. Right. Yeah. yeah. There's a, there's a guy on Instagram, wild Turkey doc, and he, he's, he's talked about this research. Um, I don't know what you, I forget which university he's at, um, somewhere South, I think, but anyway, he's, he's seen, he's like had tracking devices on toms and he's, he's also had tracking devices on hunters and he's like, he's, he's seen a lot of like correlation of, um, where somebody's where a hunter is set up in the morning calling at a Tom, that Tom will be literally where that dude is sitting like four hours later. <laughs> so it's just like, they're, they're, they're hearing you. You just might not be in their agenda right away. And that was kind of what happened with you, me and Josh. Like we were set up in one spot for a little while. Josh dropped back, called, and then like we moved cause there was a Turkey goblin further down. Sure enough, like 20, I mean, 15, 20 minutes later at that, that Turkey is turning that corner literally where steps, Josh was yeah. literally steps through where we were at. I mean, it would have been a five yard poke. <laughs> it's like, are you kidding me? But I mean, you can't predict the future obviously, but, um, and we still got close to that bird, but Oh man, it was just like watching him strut through there. I was like, oh, just a little <laughs> bit longer. We were in the chips, but yeah. I mean, any other, any other takeaways you want to, you want to add or anything like that? Um, I think that, the amount of times that you engage with a bird and get experiences with it will help build a foundation to be able to, to do it on your own. And, um, I'm really happy for the amount of times that we got in front of birds and around Mm -hmm. them this weekend. Every situation was totally different. Um, but it's helping me understand their behavior. So just if there's a possibility to get in front of birds constantly and not be so worried about killing them mm-hmm. and more concerned about their behavior and how to engage them. I think that's a really great place to start. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We, uh, we always like to ask, um, new hunters, like if there's one piece of advice for this, for this specific turkey hunt that you'd give to a new hunter going to their first turkey hunt, what would you, what would you say? Um, expect to be quieter than you want to be and expect to sit longer than you intended to um, and make sure that you can be comfortable doing that whether that means like having hand warmers really close to you so that your hands don't freeze up in the next hour while Mm -hmm. you're waiting for an animal to show up or having a butt pad that you can sit on it it might seem silly and unnecessary but you're going to be there a while and Mm -hmm. the more you can make yourself comfortable and be calm and patient um, the better yep less movement the more comfort is everything so well that's awesome let's get some uh fresh mics in here and we seriously appreciate you guys being here um it was it was an awesome awesome trick yeah big so, thanks to the thanks mentors who yeah, took yeah, time you bet all right all right tag out fresh, fresh people in here umberto josh um we can get those two i'm still here nate's still here um 
now we are joined with Umberto, Tom, T-Bone Tom, he's on here, um, and then Josh Hilliard um, from First Light. So, um, Josh, do you want to just go ahead and uh, introduce yourself, tell the people sure. who you are, what you do? Yeah, um, my name is Josh Hilliard, uh, the Whitetail Community Manager for First Light. So, um, I get to work like with folks like Tom and Nate um, from our pro team and, and like our, our Whitetail community and get to go around and, and participate in a bunch of cool events like this. So appreciate you guys having me out. It's Thank been a you. pleasure. It was awesome. Humberto, you want to? Sure. Dive? Humberto Hernandez, um, I, I ran into identical draw on Instagram, saw what they were doing. I thought it was thought it was cool. Send them a, an email and a video and then we were here. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I remember you messaged me on Instagram. I was like, I don't know if I'm too late, but I, I want to go turkey with you. I'm like, we'll, we'll make it work. Um, so... Uh, you're the only new hunter on this set of mics, so kind of talk about maybe your your experience before this hunt. You've basically been doing some things for like a year, a little less than a year. Yeah, talk about so, that. So I think I think uh, my my biggest takeaway from this hunt, and I think it's something that you don't learn until you till you you run through the experience, is just the patience. Mm -hmm. You know, the patience part of of the hunting and the urge to check yourself and not shoot until you until you're all set and and, and um and ready for for to execute on a target. So I think that was the biggest takeaway from, from here is just being patient and, and checking yourself before you decide to take a shot. That's probably not, not the best shot. And, yep. and then just the staying still part of this whole, uh, turkey hunt for sure is any little movement is just amazing how it triggers yep. everybody or, or a hen or, or whoever's, you know, in the herd. So, yeah, it was, so I was hunting with Umberto yesterday and, Right off the roost, we had birds. They pitched down to not what we were expecting. So we chased them around. We got really tight to them, like almost too tight with not enough cover. Had some hens coming really close, like to 10, 15 yards and bust. And they were definitely going to bring the toms through. So it was like, that was the morning hunt. Um, then after that late morning, we did have an, an encounter with the tom. But it was also kind of a tough situation. Umberto got a shot. It was, I mean, just threw some stuff and didn't, what well, didn't pan out well. Um, Kind of more of your run and gun. Yes, kind of more of the run and gun situation. Um, but yeah, there are a bunch of, of factors that went into the successful hunt last night. And I mean, we can kind of get into that, that how, how everything went down last night. And like one of the craziest turkey hunts I've, I've ever been on for wow. sure. Um, <laughs> do you, I mean, for timeline's sake, do you want me to really quickly run through the mat hunt that I had? Yes, just for... Because uh, it was that morning. Yesterday morning, right? Yeah. Saturday morning. Go. Yesterday morning, me and uh, Matt, who had killed the bird with Sam, um, went out. And it was kind of just like an observation, kind of say, like, we're going to hunt. Like, Matt had a second tag. But, but I, I did roost some birds in that area where I was kind of pushing yep. you guys to. Yep. So we knew there were some around. Yep. But um, we basically just got to, a, like, a, a good turkey um, highway area that we thought they'd use. Uh, basically, where ag met pasture met timber. And I was like, let's just set up here. We weren't. We weren't close to gobbles at all. I mean, close to gobble might've been further than half a mile. Um, but sure enough, we, I kind of get up on the top of the hill behind us after sitting, uh, for maybe an hour and see a strutter in the bottom field, basically where we mm. had split not far from you. Mm -hmm. And then I uh, also had a bird end up working about 80 yards to us and then saw something he didn't like. Um, we both, was that bird like coming in? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, he was. And we both didn't like, we were, we were, 
We weren't super exposed, but we didn't um, have face masks on. Mm-hmm. I, I had my kiln pulled up, but I forgot my face mask that morning. It's amazing what a face mask does. Yeah, like you were saying it yesterday. Like without, like even with the hood up and zipped up, it's like you just yep. feel yeah. exposed. Yeah. So that I think face masks uh, kept that bird alive. Um, yep. No face masks, and he just kind of a soft spook, but he headed the other way. Mm-hmm. Um, and then just because, like, we were kind of we knew we were gonna uh, kind of have a quicker hunt that morning uh, that we kind of talked about. So I was checking with you, like what your plan was and yeah. you guys saw a bird. So I was like, okay, they're going to work it for a little bit. Might as well stay out here. So we headed towards where Nate told us those birds roosted, like just on a whim thinking maybe that they're still in the area. I mean, it's only an hour, hour and a half, uh, since, uh, they probably flew down. So I was like, they're, they're probably still in the general vicinity. So we head up this giant hill, um, and start working. It's at this point, it's starting to get a little breezy. Yesterday was a, a windy day. But I'm basically just calling down into, into these little drainages. Um, and sure enough, it was just the class. Well, I actually didn't call when I heard them first. And they must have been facing away because it, it sounded like at least like maybe 150 yards away. But like it was kind of like, oh, did you hear that gobble? It's kind of mm-hmm. like a turn to your buddy. Like, did you hear that one? Um, kind of confirming. And then like, like they like just turned and then it was like, okay, they're within a hundred back pedal, back pedal, back pedal. It was like, maybe the thing, like maybe there's off the ridge away yeah. from you a little bit. And then like, maybe they're on top of the ridge next. And it sounds like I'm way yeah. closer. Right. I'm usually not a back pedal kind of guy. Like, so, like if there's a cedar nearby me, like I'm not going to go to the one forward. Yeah. Yeah. But in this situation, I was like, we're exposed on the hillside. I'm moving back instead of forward. Yeah. And that was a good call. We moved back basically, um, on this, this, uh, field edge and, they were moving quick. I started calling at them, just hammering right away, both of them gobbling at each each time. They kind of swooped below this ridge and then popped, started popping up back towards us. And we were pretty exposed um, just on this tree line. There wasn't a ton to hide behind. Um, and I kept telling Matt to um, kind of move around. At first, like he was standing up next to the tree. I said, no, you're going to want to maybe kneel down. Like it's best to like, you're going to want most of your body hidden behind this tree. And mm-hmm. if you do shoot, like basically just a gun out on the right side of this tree. Mm-hmm. Um, he did a good job listening and, and getting in better position. But, um, I was basically like, okay, if bird comes to our right or our left, we're going to be semi exposed. If, if it comes like right behind the tree, then we'll be good. And that's actually, actually exactly what happened. It didn't work out super well for filming sake. I wasn't able to get around this, this giant oak. Um, but I saw the bird out of the corner of my eye after they had just gobbled and I could hear him drumming and all that. Um, he didn't like something. Um, and then I basically, Matt hadn't seen him yet. He did a good job, like not peeking around. Yep. Um, I was like, I basically told him, um, you need to stand up and shoot that bird. Cause they're going to, they're not going to be here for another 30 seconds to a minute. Um, so he just stands up like, I don't think he was sure like how close they're going to be or anything, but like in the video, you can kind of see like, he's like nonchalantly, like kind of standing up and then it's like a quick shoulder mm-hmm. to the gun, boom. And he just ran around the tree down, uh, towards him. And I wasn't sure if he, if he hit it or missed, but I follow with the camera and sure enough, he, uh, had him flopping down there and I kind of run over to him excited. He's pumped. And then I see the spurs on this guy and I mean, all looks full inch and a half at least i mean just the biggest hooks i've ever seen i think ever seen ever in any state ever oh ever. um personally yeah. i've yeah. never killed a bird that big um bigger than eric and mark's last week and those are big spurs mm-hmm. um so he killed a, a true limb hanger mm-hmm. um i told him like a combination of the hunt the amazing hunt he had with sam 
uh, the night before. And then the insane bird he killed with me, like he's going to have a, he can, he can beat it, but he's going to have a tough time beating the, the weekend and what, mm-hmm. it, what it, that, whatever 12 hours did for him. <laughs> yeah. So that was a, that was an awesome morning hunt. Kind of a, kind of just a good situation. Sometimes those birds don't want to work right off the roost. Mm-hmm. We gave them an hour, an hour, hour and a half to strut and do their thing. And we hit them at that perfect time where they just wanted to, they just wanted to come into a hen call. So yep. met up, had a celebratory cigar and you guys can jump into to the evening hunt. Yeah. So, um, yesterday the wind picked up like crazy. Um, I mean, consistently 25 plus mile an hour and then gusting at 40 over 40 if you were on a hilltop it was like you can't hear the buddy somebody talking to you a foot away and so that's like basically me josh and umberto we went in thinking we wanted to sit on this this kind of like side hill and we got up there like heck no (laughs) like heck no um this is about there was a mission abort oh yeah it was like we get up there's like nope like nothing will stick its head out into this so we we dipped back down into this like just green like just perfect little, um, basically like a kind of like a, a valley between two ridges kind of deal in, in timber, just like perfect, like just strut zone, like out of the wind. Like you could hear calls like, forever. Yeah. Oh, that really? Oh yeah. Wow. I mean, it was just like they're, if they're not here, they're going to be but here. We knew like with the wind, like you were either going to have a terrible evening hunt if you weren't set up under their, yeah. their roost tree. Yeah. Or no, you're going to have a great evening hunt. Uh, otherwise it was just going to be tough if you yes. weren't set near roost. That, it was just all location. Yeah. Like you're not calling in a bird i mean unless he's just tied to you is very like slim so we stayed on that tree for at least an hour probably more yeah for yeah maybe push an hour and a half yeah and i don't think we heard like any gobbles we possibly heard a hint at some point we were thinking um we were like okay we were looking me and josh were looking out on x and we were like let's go closer to where we were in the morning just just hug tighter to that that roosting tree so we get up and move. Oh, you moved again. Oh, yeah. We moved again after this next time. So we get up to this opening on the hill, like basically the top bridge, um, and they were roosting like off to the side of it. Pop the decoys up there. We were there for not long, maybe 30, and we heard started hearing gobbles like north of us. So we were like, hmm, mm-hmm. let's dip down this hill a little bit more. So we grab all, we grab the stuff, grab everything we have, and we start going down this hill, and then Umberto sees one hauling ass away and i'm like oh really because there was one goblin back that way and i was like i think i think that bird was coming into us i think it was a tom coming into us um and so we're like mm! but we just knew this is like they're roosting here let's just settle in so we found this just like a couple big bur bur oaks and then a, a fallen over one just this dark brown big thick tree falling over on the hillside we're like okay i'll be here umberto josh just aligned against this tree basically and then um Man, it's just like, and you guys chime in whenever, but it was just hen, 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 like pretty quickly into the yeah. hunt. We got some hens coming over. Was um, it a thing where you could hear, I guess, yeah, could you hear them walking in or not? You could hear walking when they were tight, but like we we were surprised. Like the first two hens that popped up, I was like surprised to see them. I yep. didn't hear. They didn't make mm-hmm. any noise beforehand. Yep. And they, I mean, throughout the hunt, like after that moment, we saw we were in turkeys the rest of the night. Yeah, it was, it was nonstop. Um, and once we got on that side hill, like it made sense. Okay. okay. Mm-hmm. I can see why they're roosting here. This makes mm-hmm. perfect sense. Yeah. The way everything kind of funneled in there. Yeah. They're just, it's just like start, like when you get to that perfect spot, it's like stars align. It's yep. like, mm-hmm. it's just yep. a matter of time. Yep. And we we're on the back side of that hill. So all the wind was going right over top. Didn't mess with us at all. Yeah. Um, heard a couple birds goblin had those, we had about like three hens kind of mm-hmm. come in, hang out for a while and hang out for a while, go bug around a little bit and, mm-hmm. and, and scratch a little bit. And, yeah. Um, 
another hen coming off the hillside. Mm-hmm. Two more hens coming off mm-hmm. the hillside. Yeah. I mean, I think we had like, I don't know, seven or eight of them in all in the like vicinity. within like 60, 70 yards for yeah. quite a while. And some of them like coming in tight. Like we had a couple at, like at 10 yards that would just like kind of stare and you hear pop, pop, and then they like kind of just go back to their own business. I'm like, don't, don't move. And that's we why we were on saying, the edge of getting busted. We were several time. times. Yeah. And that's why I would say like with Umberto, like, I mean, we definitely busted some birds earlier in the day, but I yep. think those situations yep. capitalized last night. Cause I think you knew what you could get away with and what you just couldn't do. And all of us were just like statues, just like hanging out there. And like, we'd like look at each other every once in a while, just like if a new turkey was coming up, do it. <laughs> um, there's a lot of that going on. And so it started just getting later and later. And I'm I, like, at least me, I'm just like matter of time. Like, I know I'm going to see one of those little boys strolling through here. And I catch the movement to my left up on the hillside. I'm like, I looked a little bigger. And then I see two stars just coming down. I hear just like coming down through there. I'm like, this thing's about, it's about to blow up in here in a good or bad way. Um, Cause there's still hint. Like there, there was one hint to our hard left. Yeah. That was like, Close, close. She's like ten yards away. Yeah, and just, just, and just like, like doing the side head thing. Like, what the hell? She knew something <laughs> was up. Yeah. Um, and the whole time, I'm just like, don't move. Let's just, let's just wait. And then that's when, like, like the nerves are really starting to ramp up. There were several times that, like, if I had a gun, I could have shot the Tom strutting Josh. You could have shot him a while, but we were like trying to get Umberto first crack. And so I kept, I kept like seeing the bird, and I was like, he just kept moving back and forth. At like, I mean, what was he? 40-ish right there. Yeah, probably. Probably around there. Yeah, maybe maybe even closer. Yeah, and just kind of off of a off of a side hill. Um so you'd like you could see like most of his fan, like his head every once in a while, kind of deal. And I just kept talking to Umberto, like, if like if you have a shot, like just take him. As like, no, I as, don't have a clear as shot. As a mentor, it's like it's tough because we always want to tell our like uh the hunter to like I give him like like constantly give him the green light, so yeah. there's like no question like you mm-hmm. can like whenever you get yeah. the shot. Yeah. So it seems like we're like repetitive or like mm-hmm. or anything, but we would just always want to let like you guys know that like if you can shoot, if you can shoot, go ahead. If you can yeah. shoot, go ahead. And you you have to make a great call of whether you can or not. So yeah. you did a great job there. So yeah, Umberto, go through go through that situation of like the five to seven minutes where you just like out of like just couldn't couldn't make it happen. Where you like. Were you getting nervous? Were you staying pretty chill? Were you just like, just like be patient, just wait for that opportunity? Or how was that going down? Yeah, I think it was more of the patience game. First of all, I think it was probably the coolest, one of the coolest things from the, from that hunt is hearing the toms coming down, just mm-hmm. the puffing and the, mm-hmm. and, and the strutting from them. I've never heard that before. Yeah. So you got to be tight. You got to yeah, be tight to them. I've always heard, you know, about that. So hearing them come down was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, when they came down the hillside, I, I didn't have a shot, um, just because of the of the geography of where we were at that hill, I didn't have a yeah. shot. There's a slight roll, just a, just the slightest roll. Yeah, so and I a could big see dead, a big dead log. Mm-hmm. Yep, that was yep. right in your way too. So I could see the fan moving from both of them um, here and there, but I, I didn't have a clear shot, and I was just kind of waiting for for him to come around. But at the that during the whole time too, there was hands all over the place. Yeah. I was like, shit, how am I gonna get yeah. my my <laughs> so gun up? Eyes. So just very little movement and mm-hmm. once i had my gun up to where i think i had a clear shot i just stayed on on mm-hmm. that the position for about a minute or so and, mm-hmm. and he he finally came around and he had a hand behind him for a while so i, I was waiting for him to to 
get clear of her. That was and, a and really good call too. Watch the footage. I was like, that's having that's, him come uh, that's down. That's a mature hunter thing to yeah. to wait I, for that clear shot. Yeah. I can't think of a more difficult situation than what we were in for a new hunter. Oh, yeah. I mean, it was it was intense, and there was a lot of birds, a lot of eyeballs mm-hmm. going back and forth. I mean, it was it was not an easy Mm-mm. it was not an easy situation. Yeah. That's for mm-hmm. sure. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Once once he he just poked his head up a little bit, I just just took the shot and racked dropped another him. one in, dropped him, got up, and then I hear Josh shoot another one. I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> so I go down to my bird, and then um, sure enough, you know, Nathan comes around, and he goes checks on Josh, and I see Josh and Nathan coming yeah. back up with a bird. I'm like, Phew. It was, so they, yeah, they both worked out. I, I could only see Umberto's bird when he shot. And yeah. then it was like, all the birds, I like, kind of spooked and just, like, flew, like, yeah, 15 yards like <laughs> right to josh's right yeah, i just perfect. i just remember seeing like beard and like redhead right over there and then josh pull up just smoke them right there yeah the, i mean the whole the goal is to get umberto as bert as bert like i just yeah. had a gun i had a tag yeah. i was like i'm just gonna bring a gun yeah, you know you got it yeah why not and you know, he's gonna he's gonna have first shot and it just it just couldn't have worked out any perfect to, no. for a double like yeah. if you're trying to do a double like not a one two three shoot like mm-hmm. that was a perfect scenario for mm-hmm. it to happen. Mm-hmm. They just spooked a little bit right to where I needed him to go, still in <laughs> range. Clearing. That and is it was crazy. It was, yeah, that Tom could have gone anywhere else to stay alive. Yeah, <laughs> and we were saying even if he just flew five more oh. yards, he would have been over literally over the five yards. Yeah, because we, we were we were kind of on gone. like a ridge line too. So I mean, just a few more feet, yeah. and he's he's out of our lives for sure. But just worked out too well. Um, and that's the latest turkey I've ever killed. There were two hens already up in the tree. No. Oh, and they're really? just oh yeah. yeah, two hens already up in the tree, and they're just still spinning down uh, there. And just. I think they probably went up a little. Or I think they yeah. knew something was up. Yep. And I, the one had come, one had come up and and roosted. I don't know, maybe a couple minutes before he shot, but she was she came up that side hill and was mm-hmm. putting a little bit. And I think she just wanted mm-hmm. to get up there. Yep. And then after he shot, two birds flew up, mm-hmm. and then they flew again. One once I shot mm-hmm. again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, they were they were on their way. Crazy. <laughs> Umberto, do you have any other? Uh, any other takeaways from your first, like, well, I guess you're like a real first turkey hunt, um, or <clears throat> that that hunt last night, or anything you wanna you mention or? Yeah, just uh, just I mean, like Nathan and Tom, you guys did a great job at putting putting me in the positions to to know you make the shots, and and I think something too, like um, for new hunters, if if you find yourself in a situation where you you miss a shot like I did, or mm-hmm. you blew an opportunity, just like like Nathan said, you got to clean slate. You got to let that go and, and just um, try to think of uh, about what went wrong and what you could have done. And one of the things that I caught myself doing, one of the mentors here brought it up, is I was lifting my head up, you know, to look at the bird before I shot. So yep. just, you know, if you make a mistake, if you mess up, it's, it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Just clean slate it and, and keep, keep going. And that's why turkey hunting is perfect to get started because it's – you have so you ha- you'll have another opportunity with turkey hunting. Mm-hmm. Like if you're a big game hunting for the first time and and or a deer gets away, like it can be it can definitely be tough because you're like, do I will I get another opportunity? But turkeys they got short memories and you're you can get right back after them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So an amazing cap. And then uh, and then the rains came last night. Um, uh, this morning um, a group did get out for a bird. Didn't work out there. Um, but yeah, that I mean four birds for this. Uh, New Hunter Weekend, which was Matt doubled, and then Josh and Umberto um, last night. So couldn't and have asked still for a little bit more time. Yeah, still a little bit more time. Going to try to get out for at least a few more hours this morning. Yep. Um, 
bet the birds are going to be hanging out in some fields drying off and yeah well um, get ryan and drew on and yeah close it up yeah josh you have anything else you want yeah no just um hey i i've been involved with some of these mentored hunts before and i i know the logistics and the planning that goes into these things so thank you guys for for putting it on yeah i thank you for having us um if you're listening and you want to be involved with something go sign up to be a mentor i mean mm-hmm. or a new hunter you know it's 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 a lot of fun it's great sharing camp with um with new folks and getting to know them and um, man, we had a blast the whole time. Great yep. group of people. Yeah. So thank you. Thanks for joining. Yeah, for sure. All right, let's get uh, Ryan and Drew on here. Yeah. <clears throat> you guys? All right, we have Ryan and Drew on, also new hunters. Um, you guys made the long trek. Um, we kind of get your overall thoughts from the weekend, and then any big-time takeaways, any specific hunts that kind of stick out. Um, maybe yeah, just go yeah, into... I, mean, I can uh, kind of... Yeah it off i was uh maybe just do a little intro just introduce yourselves mm-hmm. yeah go ahead ryan, you can go first yep so i'm uh ryan heilig i'm here with my son drew who's 12 um new hunter um kind of adult onset hunter uh i've always wanted to my whole life and uh, never really had the opportunity so was looking for ways to get into it especially because my son has wanted to <clears throat> pretty much since the day he was born yeah so i told him when he turned 12 we'd figure it out and start getting out there together and uh came across you guys on um i think instagram and mm-hmm. saw what you were doing um i've been searching all over for trying to find find mentors mm-hmm. people to tell me or not tell me but kind of show me the ropes and how to get mm-hmm. out there because it's it's intimidating to get into um mm-hmm. as an adult and not know a lot about it and mm-hmm. yeah figuring out how to start, where to go, what to do. Um, there's a lot to get into just mm-hmm. in terms of equipment, oh, yeah. style, you know, everything about it. So yeah, um, really appreciate what you guys have done and uh, excited to be out here. Yeah. yeah. So we, um, I was a mentor for these two um, and we, we headed out Thursday evening to try to get some birds to roost. Um, Josh joined us and sure enough, we hit a crow call and we had a couple gobble back on this ridge top that I knew that they were probably hanging out um, and we're going to be there in the morning. So that's where we, we started. And sure enough, we got in tight on those birds. I mean, we were, um, yeah. they were only hundred, 150 yards maybe. And they were gobbling their heads off there. It was a good roost experience. Um, but they, they gave us a slip. Um, they ended up heading a different direction. Um, they, they seemed to always go out to this cornfield, but it seemed like the, the hens headed that way. And Tom's decided to do something else. Um, but I, what do you guys think? Like hearing, hearing gobbles and, and being up close uh, with the birds in the roost. Drew, uh, what was the emotion like there? Well, heart kind of like pounding. Yeah. yeah. I it really was, thought we were going to get those ones. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, <clears throat> uh, being near birds in the roost is like, it's a positive thing, but it's like, what are they going to do? It's, but it's no matter what, it's at Super least, fun it's to fun to, to yeah, it's yeah. fun to hear them gobble. Cause they'll just, some, some mornings they'll just not stop. And if you get into a, a group with three or more gobblers. It can just be like an orchestra up in the tree. Mm-hmm. Yeah, hearing them talk to each other and um, talking back to them, getting all that chatter going, that was pretty awesome. Yeah, we get pretty fired up. We yeah. had <laughs> we had one hen that was I was doing the angry treatment because she was she was pissed that something mm-hmm. else was down here, and you could tell like I would just do a little soft like yelp, and then she'd be rah, 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 like mm-hmm. just right on top of me. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's that back and forth. Uh, the whatever's up there, the Jakes or the Toms. I think there had to be at least one Tom, and then I'm guessing those two Jakes, because mm-hmm. um, there were three different birds uh, on that three Toms on that ridge. On that ridge, yeah. yeah. Okay. But we we got out of there um, not too long after they decided to do their own thing and um, headed back to camp for a little bit. But then we then we had a, a we had a pretty eventful um, late morning hunt, 
and basically just working um, this area back where we've been hunting for a long time. And I knew like the spots I wanted to call and where we were going to walk from. It was, it was a far walk because everything was muddy. Um, but we started getting into the, the turkey area where I know we should start being a little more quiet and a little careful. And sure enough, I, it's, it's not super windy, um, but it wasn't like I was calling down to this, this one valley and I thought like maybe like sometimes later in May, these birds like to be out in this little morning spot. And I just pop over the, the ridge with these two and do like call and they just rip right down there. Um, and we set up first, like right away in these cedars, but they gobble again. And I want to kind of get a closer look at them. And that's when, that's when Ryan spotted two of them. Um, the birds that were definitely gobbling at us and they, they puffed up, they were strutting out there yeah. for a little bit and it even looked like they were heading our way. I like they were going to come up to us. A hundred yeah. yards or how? A little further. A little further. A little further, but it was like, like redhead, like they were working our way. Um, I was seeing turkey, nu- turkey nugs in the future. Mm-hmm. We set up, they, at least one more call and they're hammering again. So I'm like, I'm pretty positive at this point, but then they give silent treatment. Mm-hmm. And then I think I hear a gobble a lot further away. And sure enough, they just, they kept staying on the, the neighbors and, in the past, we've actually had permission on that piece, but he didn't get back to us for this hunt. So I called you like, hey, is it a for sure no? And Yeah. Um, but um, we get a couple other gobbles out of that. Like, they wanted to gobble. They def- they were liking what they heard, but they just were doing their own thing. They had their, their morning set for what they were going to do um, and where they were going to go. Um, so what were you guys' thoughts as, like, we set up that second time and we were just kind of, I mean, it was kind of like a gun-in-the-shoulder situation. Drew, you think you are going to get your uh, first shot? Yeah, I definitely thought I was gonna. Yeah, where were you guys just in some cedars on that ridge line, or where? Yeah, just yeah. down, just down off the ridge a little bit. We're yeah. in a perfect spot, yeah, because they were down. There was a clearing they were kind of down at the bottom of, and we were up, right behind the cedar. So if they came up, we would have just had a clear shot That's, at them. And that I was always kind of are trying to pull them. Take. Yeah. yeah, we're always trying to pull them out of those bottoms because they just love yeah. hanging out down there. I personally loved it because I was like, they're like they definitely can't see us until they get like right in front of yeah. us and it'll just be it'll they won't know what's there it'll be perfect if they show up but right yeah that moment gosh drew and i's <laughs> hearts start pounding and yeah the anticipation the excitement that alone was just mm-hmm. awesome in itself you guys were like you had so many close yeah. encounters <laughs> like i don't know you had 90 percent of everything yeah. work out you just needed that last 10 percent of like a few more steps your way or one i don't know it's just like you had birds within hundred yards like Many every times. day Constantly. like most yeah. of the hunts yeah <laughs> i mean yeah. they're always right there they just went yeah. a little too far out or they went left instead of right or yeah if you could rifle hunt turkeys you guys would have had, <laughs> had, had <laughs> tags. yeah um but so we continue down this ridge top and we get to this we get to this little knob that is like if you call here you have at least a 75 percent chance of getting a bird to gobble like yeah. it's been i would say that percentage is almost higher this year like mm-hmm. they're just always going to rip down there sure enough they gobble down there and we continue down the ridge top and it just like, it's like they just kept moving away or like we were at some elevation where it sounded closer. And then as we moved closer, it got further. Yeah. They're just gone. Yeah. They just, that, mm-hmm. that, was, that was the treatment they were giving us. They were just going to keep moving away. Um, so that was basically the, the morning that was, that was up until noon, uh, took the long back, uh, the long walk back to the truck and, for the evening set, I was like, we're going to get on those birds that we were this morning. There were multiple male birds in there, and we were going to head back on, on that, basically go right on that ridge mm-hmm. and just wait for them to show up and shoot them. Um, on our way back there, gosh, probably like 5 o'clock maybe, um, there's a bird just ripping. Oh, yeah. um, 
Ryan kind of heard it first, and I turned around thinking maybe am I hearing a phantom gobble or is that real thing? And sure enough, that there's a bird just ripping down there constantly, like below the ridge. <sighs> so, <laughs> like right, so no, like right when you were walking down, like that open mm. field there on the opposite mm. side, like they do mm. sometimes, and we're like set up basically like we get into this berm. And that bird is within 60 yards for sure. Just, really? Yeah, just hitting. I, I thought, like, this was, oh, it's going to be a quick, quick, easy kill. This, mm-hmm. is, this is it. Um, but, again, the bird, the gobble gets a little further away. So we, we try to go on to that ridge top. But it's, it, when they're down there, it's, it's very tough to, to hunt, to get a bird out of there, um, to call a bird up and out of there. And sure enough, we see him. He's working up the opposite hillside, um, him and a hen. And it, it was a it was one of those pesky jakes back there. Oh yeah, that was uh, uh, doing his thing. But um, I thought we'd see him in the evening, and sure enough, um, he did end up coming back around. But we get set up on our our uh, ridge top. Um, we have a dark cedar behind us. I really liked our setup. It um, it was pretty good. Yeah. Um, I was calling every twenty thirty minutes, and um, sure enough, eventually I had a hen hen talk back to me and. Um, I could tell like she was, it was probably the one that I pissed off earlier in the morning. Cause she yeah. like, it, it took her like 10 seconds to pop her head up like mm-hmm. right there. Came right up to us. Yeah. yeah. Yep. And I, I properly ID'd pretty quickly and I was like, that's a hen making sure, uh, I knew uh, Drew's wanted to shoot a bird. <laughs> Get the trigger. Yeah. So if it was, it was a Tom, it would have been gone. Yeah, it would have been. It was perfect. Uh, she popped up like, gosh, like right 20. down the gun barrels kind of thing. Yeah. Just yep. right. Perfect. Yep. Yeah. 20, 20 ish yards. Right, mm-hmm. right there. Uh, she didn't hang around long, but she didn't spook off us. So I was like, plus, uh, boss hen doesn't spook off us. We're going to be good for the evening. Yeah. Um, had the little steak blind in front of us, which seems to save our butts sometimes. But, um, sure enough, it was just a quiet evening, but I, I knew that they, the birds are going to roost there. They've been, I can't think of a hunt out here that they haven't been roosting on that hillside. Um, so probably 20, 30 minutes before, um, birds don't birds don't really gobble their way in um we heard heard one or two kind of far away um and then to our right a couple hens spook us uh, well we didn't like we didn't spook them but they knew something was up um i don't know why they maybe because they were at a side angle they saw mm-hmm. a little different silhouette than mm-hmm. the hen in front he was looking back into the cedar behind mm-hmm. us um and then those birds those jakes didn't sit, hang out there long i mean if if ryan if you were like facing that way you might have had like 30 seconds to pop pop a bird, but you wouldn't have been able to see beard or anything. So mm-hmm. I would have had to kind of give you the green the light. Green light. Mm-hmm. Um, but then those birds um, flew right up, right up there, and were just taunting us, gobbling, gobbling their heads off. Whole time. Yeah. Whole time. We had that big badger come up. Yeah. On yeah. Yep. After those birds were up, like I heard some walking. I was like, are we going to get a, se- a second chance? And sure enough, this like big meaty badger, like, Gosh, how far from you, Ryan? I mean, from here to that tree, probably. Yeah, a couple yeah. feet. Like, like, uh, close. A close, close enough to her. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Like, like, uh, do I need to turn on this guy? And what's yeah. going to happen here? Yeah. Yep. I was thinking the exact exact same thing. If he's gonna, you do not want to spook a badger close. No. I'm, I'm, I haven't done it, but I'm assuming it's, it wouldn't be fun. Um, but he just he kept going down the hill. So it's always fun seeing the different wildlife, even mm-hmm. if uh, you didn't feel a turkey tag, but. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, um, was, that was again just a cool experience yeah, in itself. Yeah. yeah, hearing those birds, they you guys were able to hear birds in the morning and in the evening just gobbling on the roost. I knew after that point, I was like, these birds have been played all season. I'm gonna let probably just let this place rest. So I didn't really care about. We didn't spook them on our way out, but um, like if it was a couple toms, I would have waited a little bit longer to get it dark. But we 
basically just pitched off the ridge and that was that was the evening hunt um kind of kind of slow but i don't know with an evening hunt you got to just set near the roost and that's what we did we just we needed them to to come uh i don't know 30 yards further and they would have mm-hmm. been on our lap so yeah yeah so then uh yesterday you guys hunted with sam most mm-hmm. of the time had a close morning hunt uh very birds close. i mean very, very right close. on the edge of shotgun range basically yeah we were set up perfectly they came out did a big puff up little mm-hmm. strut and they were just just outside our range. They yeah. were right there. If they had come in just a little bit closer, yeah, like I two mean, of them too. Did right they need there. to yeah. close like ten yards? I'd say about that. Yeah. yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah, that's tight. So they just and we, they just they kind of did their mm-hmm. thing. Looked at our setup of the decoys. Didn't love it. Paid a, yeah. Didn't pay too much attention to them because before that, a few uh, what three or four hens came out. Yeah. They followed the same path, and then the toms just kind of came out behind them and mm-hmm. took that same route and just didn't come in quite close enough. Yeah. But man, they were right there. Those yeah. birds were just going off that morning, though. The, yeah. Up in the trees, all the gobbles, all the chatter. That, that's <laughs> it was what, a loud morning in yeah. the trees mm-hmm. up there. That's what makes spring turkey hunting worth it. Is just hearing that, um, hearing those birds talk. Is it, whether they're in the roost or not? It's just it's fun to fun to listen to all of that. Heard a crazy raccoon fight. <laughs> oh yeah, funny yeah, too. Yeah. They, can, they can get wild. Yeah, yeah. So um, I didn't I didn't hear much about the evening yesterday. How what did you guys do yesterday? Um, we went back to the same property that, uh, we were on the day mm-hmm. before, mm-hmm. um, the wind was howling oh, though. So, so we kind of went on the backside of it. We stayed as low as we can, um, went through a lot of timber, just trying to find pockets of, yeah. you know, wind protection, a couple did a couple setups, um, had one, yeah, same thing. We were set up nice, tucked back into some cedars, had the decoys out there. Um, Sam was calling and we got some activity coming in. It was a hen, but she came right up on us just like the night before yeah. with that hen. Mm-hmm. I mean, she must've been... Two 10, feet. 15 feet to our left, mm-hmm. um, but didn't see any toms, didn't get any gobbles. Yeah. Um, it was just, I think everyone was hunkered down, mm-hmm. getting out of that wind. Yeah, yep. for sure. Well, um, I'd love to hear from each of you guys, just like some takeaways. And then also like, I like to ask if you were to give one piece of advice for somebody going on their first turkey hunt, kind of what you would do. And Drew, you have any thoughts for if somebody was going on their first turkey hunt? What would you, what piece of advice would you give them? Hmm. It's a loaded question. Yeah. I'll, I'll say while Drew thinks, you um, you did a great job, mm-hmm. like sitting, being patient. I was I was super surprised. Like you've you've uh, you were more patient than some grown adults uh, that I've, <laughs> I've taken out um, that have experience. So, props to you. You did you did a very good job staying still. Um, you hunted more than me yesterday. Like you you were constantly out there. I, I didn't even like I didn't even see you guys really yesterday because you guys yeah. were always out chasing birds um so i love to see the the dedication and you did a great job just staying still because that's that's half of the turkey hunt is not not spooking them if they do come in and Mm -hmm. uh you guys both did a great job there yeah and just the uh the patience of shot opportunities i mean having them that close multiple times can just yep drive you nuts (laughs) for sure it's part of the deal though right yeah definitely i mean for me pieces of advice i'd say um other than obviously being able to hook up with an amazing crew like mm-hmm. this um the gear was amazing um being comfortable being warm having the right stuff on so that way i mean i don't think you could sit that still and patient that long without being you know properly set up and being comfortable yeah. um and i kept thinking during the whole time I'm like man i'm not uncomfortable. we did a lot of hiking a lot of hunting covered a lot of ground and i felt great the whole time mm-hmm. yeah 
Awesome. What did you guys think of these low sitting chairs? Oh, those were money. Hot yeah, tip. Those, 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 those were fantastic. Yeah, I've already got plans to get a couple <laughs> yeah. of those. Yeah, as soon as I used it one for the first time, I was like, yeah, we're going to make, I'm always, I'm never going to hunt just sitting on the ground again because yeah. uh, sometimes it's a little more weight packing in, but I'm like, I'm going to be comfortable. It's, it's worth yeah. it. Yeah. yeah it's it, totally it helps you it. sit longer. You're more, if you're more comfortable, you're not moving around as much. So it just helps you be a better turkey hunter. Yeah. These things. Yeah. Any, uh, Drew, any favorite moment from the last few days that just sticks out? There's probably several close ones. Yeah. Um, probably the one where we were like hunkered down like the trees on yeah. like the ranch. Yep. Mm-hmm. And then they were like so close to Yep. Yeah, that that was probably I don't know, besides that Jake gobbling his head off, that was probably like the best opportunity I saw with you guys. Like I was thinking, um, I just liked what I saw, even though we saw those mm-hmm. birds just for like a glimmer. I was like, I like that. I like mm-hmm. that they're yeah. just two two toms hanging out, no hens. Um, that was that was a close opportunity in my book for sure. Yeah. Well, um, seriously, guys, thanks for joining us. Thank um, you. We had an incredible time with you. We know uh, it's a long journey and it's always yep. tough getting away from home um, to do these things. So we seriously appreciate it. And moving forward, any questions about any of the hunting stuff, any of the gear stuff? text us call us um we uh, just want to help the entire journey of questions and things yeah. like that um good luck if you guys it. if you guys do any more spring turkey but if you uh, hunt in the fall definitely let us know uh we what will be. success <laughs> you have what what uh hunt, hunts go down so definitely this, this is all going to be in a massive video um <laughs> on our identical draw youtube i think with it being late in edit time i think we might it'll hurt us mentally but I think we might wait and drop it next early next spring, yep. so we can just like don't rush the edit uh, yep. when and just have it There's next a lot year. Of moving, for, a lot we'll of moving probably parts. send it to you guys this summer because it'll be done. But um, maybe drop it on the the channel next year. Um, but yeah, there's Gosh, a lot like of how many sh- like how many toms are going to be on camera? Like, a ton, like fifteen, twenty. Like, yeah. Honestly, like <laughs> yeah, there are a lot of birds seen. So yeah, yeah. Thanks again, guys. Um, if you're a new hunter listening to this podcast or, or a seasoned hunter that thinks this sounds like a blast and want to help uh, some guys like Ryan and Drew get out into the outdoors and learn how to hunt, check out newhunter.org. Um, there's also there's exclusive discounts that we don't share like on our social media or anything because we want people to to join the site and and um, use those discounts through there as soon as you basically become a, a mentor or new hunter on the site um, you get asked access to those discounts mm-hmm. so check it out if you're interested thank you to first light vortex um half rack mule deer foundation who else am i missing that on x helps a ton um all if you're partnered with us you're you're helping us out get people out um seriously thanks a ton um i think that's going to wrap up this podcast yep um hunt's not over we'll, hunt's we'll, not over. we'll go after him the next couple hours and see what we can do yeah all right thanks for tuning in all right